It's always showtime at BetMGM Sports. You can make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 when you sign up with the code SHERDOG. Don't let another game day go by without having the ultimate sports betting app in the palm of your hand. Discover non-stop excitement with BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and dozens of betting options, including live wagers, props, parlays, and much more. No matter what your favorite sport is or how you like to wager, find out why there's nothing like getting a W at the King of Sportsbooks. Use the code SHERDOG and make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Arizona, Colorado, Washington, D.C., Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Washington, D.C., Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, and Virginia. Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help uh, in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Tennessee, call the red line at 800-889-9789. In Mississippi, call 1-888-777-9696. Sports betting is void where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of The Sheehan Show here on Shardog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan, uh, and I'm delighted to be joined today by uh, Dean Barry on the show. Dean, I know it's been uh, a tough couple of weeks, so I appreciate the time. And how are you today? How are you keeping? Yeah, no, it's good. Um, as I said, enough time has passed for me, and I um, kind of thought it'd be nice to share uh, my side of the story now. Do you know what I mean? Have a chat about it. Indeed. I, I suppose, you know, we were kind of chatting, obviously, a, a bit offline before we, we started. And, um, you know, the, the whole situation has been a, a very kind of crazy situation from start to finish. And I suppose, you know, being obviously Irish and being around the, the scene, I've you know seen you before you came, obviously, to the UFC, into people's minds, not just that one fight. And I feel for like a lot of people, maybe the American crew, they saw that one fight, didn't realize what happened before it and maybe kind of jumped to conclusions in certain uh, in certain ways. I want to kind of go back to the start, if I can. Um, and I just want to ask you how you got to the UFC because, you know, we we see guys today with a record similar to yours getting to the UFC through the Consider series and different things. So it's, it's not like it was before, you know, someone who has had four or five fights wouldn't have got to the UFC in a million years, say, 10 years ago or 15 years ago, but now it's it's very, very regular. But I know a lot of people were kind of shocked when you got to the UFC, you probably were yourself. Can you just tell us how that came about and how you ended up getting with the UFC? Basically, they they, they were they were onto my management team about, um, I think it was only my third fight. That time I went out and beat Corey, um, and I put on a very good fight, and they said they're very interested in me. They'd like to see me fight again. Then I went down and I fought Abdullah and I, I knocked him out and he had a good record and they just called and said they wanted to take me. And that's one thing, like I was really, I, I've, done, I've done a lot of fucking 
re- research and stuff like that as well. Like, like even like people think, oh, it's because of his management, it's good management and stuff. Look at the amount of Irish fighters who are signed to top management teams that are actually bigger than my manager. And like they never got signed, so like I'm like, why are you, everyone trying to blame on my manager and say, oh, he pushed me, he pushed me. The call came and we took the call. The UFC wanted to sign me. It wasn't like um, me and my manager made made this bleeding, you know, miracle happen. Like they they reached out and said they really liked me and really liked my fighting style and think I'd uh, do very well. So they wanted to sign me, and then they said he's very little fights, but we want to get him in. So the only option I have right now. Nobody could fight Mike because they had too many fights. They couldn't get, he could, they couldn't sanction it in Nevada, apparently. So they said, if Dean fights Mike, it will get him the extra kind of fight he needs to get sanctioned better to fight more guys because it's gone really strict now, apparently. So um, this is the way in for him, but it has to be at 170. And then obviously he said, yeah, no problem. Do you know what I mean? And then um, that's kind of just what happened, bro. And then when, when I couldn't get the visa, they said, go back and get the visa and we'll take you straight in again. And then I got the visa. I took another fight on Titan. I had like fucking four or five opponent changes. You know how that went. And then in uh, January, they had said, actually, we'd like to see him just fight again before we take him in. And I was like, right, fair enough. And then two days later, they called me manager and said, we want to take him now. So you can imagine for me what, what I must have been going through, like just this, this roller coaster of emotions up and down constantly and, it was a, it was a, it was an awkward one for me from the start because I had originally said like I'd love to fight somebody in fifty five like I didn't want to fight Mike because it, it played out exactly fucking how everyone thought it would be like the chaps a clown he turned it into a circus act like I, I obviously I made mistakes bro like I was I was feeling fatigued and I was trying wildly and there was a lot to lot a lot happened before that fight that I can talk about on it yeah. now since the fight has passed you know what I mean mm-hmm. so um, a lot happened before and you could see it in me when I was fighting I just wasn't me I wasn't I didn't turn up I didn't yeah. I don't know what the fuck was going on with me I will get more to the fight in a second but I, I think it's just for people to kind of know the, the whole everything you described there you know it, it started out in Fight Island didn't it in terms of getting signed so this has been what well, this has been almost two years as a like I, back and I, forth with the UFC I left the cage after they have done a fight and I had boom, miss call, miss call, miss call, miss call, miss call. Like get off my manager. Boom, they, they want to take it, they want to take it. So they were watching me and they liked my fighting style and they, they wanted to bring me in. And even even now after this has all happened, like they still want me there, but they want me to get in and go at my weight division. They said, get him another quick turnaround fight and just let me see him composed. So I know, I, right now I know my current situation with the UFC. I know what's happening. I know exactly what I need to do. And, you know, it's not down for me to constantly fucking tell people anymore and, like, try to prove, try prove myself to people. Like, I could tell you right now, if you sat there and got the first five fights up of every Irish fighter, every single one, male and female, look at the records of the people. Everyone has fought. But for some reason, people think that they have a free pass for me that they can say what they want like oh he hasn't fought anyone the fellow I fought was 7-1 seven, seven and one. I knocked him out I, I signed to fight in 8-1 the, the following fight after that and I got injured I signed, I, I signed to fight whoever they give me and so you can get if you want to actually get into it get the people up here every Irish fighter every Irish fighter I'm telling you look at I've done it I've checked them they're all I've, I've had better records than majority of them so like it's very easy to point the finger and say these things but let's get the records up of them all who are doing very well now so it's it's a lot of it stems down to just people being jealous and bitter and saying like, why didn't I get in like yeah I got in so what was that something that like 
affected you coming into the fight? Because, you know, we did, obviously, the, the, the Zoom, I know there weren't many people on it, but there was, you know, a bit of back and forth. And everyone hears it on the scene, you know, you know, and you've heard it, he doesn't deserve to be there. There's, you know, other people deserve to be there and all of this. And then, as well, afterwards, you had, you know, someone saying, oh, he let the people down and everything, which uh, you've probably heard me saying, I thought that was way off the mark altogether. Was that, especially coming up to the fight, was that something sure. that you kind of heard and really affected you? Sean, I had mm. to deal with the pressure all week of everything going on. My, this fight almost to me felt like this was me having to prove to everyone why I'm there. I, all I had to do was answer questions on trying to reassure people why I'm there, why I'm there. And it was only Irish people. It was only Irish media that had to... No one else was asking me that. All the other medias around the world, it was nothing but support. I was getting nothing but support from it. Like, well done, congratulations. There were lovely headlines. Irish media all week. How is Dean Barry answering to the criticism? Uh, Dean Barry doesn't care about haters. Dean, how is Dean coping with all the hate? Is Dean Barry ready? D- uh, Dean Barry called in too early. Man, all the headlines from Irish MMA media, not once was it, let's go, Dean, like no, nothing but support. But everyone else was support, 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 like like Irish kickboxing champ, world champion, ready to make his debut. But the Irish media, it was like a fucking clickbait thing. And I feel a lot of them have a lot to answer for. They turned it into something that it wasn't. They all created this narrative that, you know, I'm, I don't belong there. I, I need to answer why I'm there. And every fucking conversation I've had became that. And I got Andy. Andy asked me to jump on a live. I'm about to go train in the PI and start weight cutting. And he said, "Jackson's on. Jump in, have a little chat." Jumped in, had a little friendly chat with him. Like, still, I was nice enough to go out my way and say, "Yeah, look, I'll jump on real quick. I'm in a hurry, but I'll try to jump on because I always try to do the media and try. I was trying to push the Irish MMA for people, and I jumped in and I sat there for about twenty minutes getting abused and fucking being trying to tell these people trying to justify myself on why I should be there and I actually left that in fucking horrible form I went to the PI and I'm sitting there in my head going I don't deserve this like look at these all look, they're all bad mouth me and tell me how you got to the UFC haha and all this shit bro and I'm about to go out and represent the country and I went to the PI and I was in the horrible form I was sparring and I was just trying to kill me me training partner and I was just all over the place and even he was like what's wrong with you and I was like no nothing I don't want to talk about it like and I felt like it became a thing that I just had to fucking constantly prove to my people why I'm here like fighting is fighting I'm fighting for I'm representing my country since I'm 12 years old Sean and I have won every world title you could think of in kickboxing for them and I've, I've made my country proud I've, I've always flown the flag respectively and done everything I can I've helped kids even now to this day I'm always helping people with sponsors gear help management everything I always try and help people so I've never experienced anything like that in my life for people people kind of think they get a free pass to say this thing just because I'm a nice fella like I don't say it in back or whatever but it, 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 it's gotten a bit much now like and, and to see to see how people reacted and laughing at me and you know there's a lot of two-faced fuckers out there all texting me leading up to the fight oh Dean like just getting info off me then they're writing smart like slanderous stuff about me online and I'm just like you know what are you doing and the fight was a turning point in my life for a lot of reasons now you know like it really I, I, I grew from it let's say why do you think it was like? Why do you think the reaction before the fight was like that? What, like, was it because you're not part of like? Look, there's there's probably a branch of people like the Cage Warriors seeing the guys coming up through there, or the you know the SBG crew. Obviously, they have great support, and you didn't maybe fit into to either of those. Was yeah? Do you think that was the reason? That's it. 
Yes, of course. And because I was the little points for you, the karate guy who came over and got to the UFC in four fights, do you not think any of them would be tromping off the off the feet to get there where I am? And instead of instead of being a, a being a being dickheads about it, they could have looked to me and said, "Look how he got there. This is amazing. Like let's let's I can get there now." Look, Dean did it. I show people you don't have to go and take these stupid fights constantly. And like Cage Warriors is full of savages as well. The guys going out there tumping the hell off each other for a few hundred pound and. They're the fights you need to do when you get there, like when you make money for them. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not a take. I have two kids. I'm not going to go out on these shows and fight ten and O's, eleven and O's, and get punched around for pennies and lose brain cells. And if you lose that fight, boom, back to the very bottom of the queue again. I did it. I did it the right way. I took, I went out. I took the right fights and I went out and I, and I, I put on a good performance against everyone. Like the only loss I have is against Pretty Boy. At the time, people need to remember, he had eight fights. He was my tour opponent change that week and I couldn't say no because I didn't want to let anyone down that I sold tickets for. I was doing MMA a few months, never did jiu-jitsu. I've done about five jiu-jitsu classes in my life. I backed him in the cage, but then he took me down. I didn't know what to do. So people are going on and say, oh, I'm shit. I didn't deserve this and all. Like, I am a, I'm a very good fighter. I am. I'm not, I'll say it now. Like, and, like, any fight I've been in, you've seen what I can do. Like, so I don't understand it all. So to be honest with you, it just stems down to jealousy. Like, yeah. That's all it is. When you look back, say, on fight week and even before that, is it thing you kind of regret not, not in terms of like not seeing it and everything but letting it affect you maybe is and do you, do you think it affects yeah. you coming into the fight as well like in yeah, the actual like, fight like look I, I, I have an honest conversation with you now I suffered for many years with my mental health like many of years and anyone who knows me knows like, I, like I've been I, I, I have like severe ADHD like I'm so impulsive like so impulsive you have no idea like I've had it my whole life been on medication for it and everything and to, when I see comments like that, it fucking hurts me, like it upsets me. And I'm so impulsive that I let it get to me and I get, I get wound up and I'm like, why are these people talking about me like this? I'm just a, a normal fella. I don't say that to anyone. I just stick to myself, bro. My father, like, I'm just trying to go out there and earn a living for my kids. And, and not only that, but I, I went out to that UFC debut and I was trying to represent Ireland. I was trying to push for Irish people. All, all, even all week, I was focused on helping other Irish people. Like, oh, I'd love to see Irish here and all, instead of just focusing on me. And it came back to bite me in the end, like and like see see that see that fight. You can ask Andy the same t- ask Andy, he'll tell you. I didn't even bother to talk about it because it because um there would have been no point and people would have just been saying whatever. That fight before that fight, I have to I have the photos with the date and everything I can send it to you. I got a really bad injury in the gym. Really bad injury. Like one where I couldn't take any punches to the head, couldn't even grapple properly, like I was it was bad. It was, that was at the start of March. I think end of February, start of March. I have the picture with the date on it. I was bleeding from the inside of my head and all. Blood coming down from the inside. Like, I had to go to the hospital and everything over. I I did zero. I did one sparring session for the whole fight with Miles at the end. And it was tip-tap sparring because I couldn't get punched. And I was so fucking paranoid about taking a punch as well during it. All I could do was the odd little kickboxing class and the odd set of pad work if I even did that. That whole fight camp was me lifting weights, and lifting just heavy weights and running. That's it. That's all I could do. And I let, I let, I let, I probably shouldn't have took the fight, but I, let, I just didn't want to let people down again. I didn't want to lose the opportunity if I, if I, if they said, "Ah, oh, look, fuck this," you know what I mean. So I shouldn't have went into that fight. And you could even see it in my physique. I wasn't in shape. I was fat. I was walking around at, at, at 175 pounds of just heaviness, like real bulky, blocky. I had no cardio. I had no nothing. So. Like it all played into fact that like when I'm when I'm fit and in shape, man, I glide around the cage and 
cardio's never been an issue for me like in my life. I'm always flying, like I barely take a deep breath. And so that I had a bad injury before that. And Andy'll even tell you, like I, I could do nothing, bro. And even doing the rounds week the week out from the fight in the PI, I was like, Jesus Christ, I could just feel it. And that led to me making sloppy mistakes. Like I'm a very clean fighter. It led to me like couldn't even feel my finger in his eye. All I could think of was he's he's done, he's done, I have him, I have him, and I tried to push him off to finish him and I could I, he just went, ah and I was like I was like, What? I didn't know what happened. I thought he like pulled the bleeding muscle or something and so look at it is what it is, but like um that's something that I had to deal with and mm-hmm. my head just wasn't in it, bro. I was going through a lot of personal shit in my life and as I said, it, it, all that stuff affected me and I know people say you need thick skin in this sport and all. Why? Why though? Like why do you people think they can just say what they fucking want just because we're fighters? Like, and a lot of it is Irish people, man. A lot of it is Irish people and I will say that now. The majority of the, the abuse I got was Irish people. The odd fake account but reading some of the stuff that people were writing about me, like even them Irish journalists and all, like they do the media, they even talk to me, they're writing just such cheeky shit about me, like why is he even there? I'm still questioning why he's there and all. I'm there because they called me up and I'm there because I can fight. That's why I'm there. Yeah. Like if, they, if that had been me at 155, it would have been it would have been a totally different fight, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, look, I, I think we kind of, I mentioned that as well, and I know a few other people, they just, like you were given the opportunity, what are you supposed to do, not take it? And I think, look, it was the same for Reese McKee, and other people have been in the same situation. They took the opportunity and they got it, and, you know, fair play to you. Just, to, I want to ask you about the, the fight again. Like, it's funny, a lot of people, you know, I come on every week and I analyze the fights and different things. And I very rarely actually, even if I say a fighter had a bad performance, I'm here from a fighter and they say, what the fuck are you talking about? Because they know. Like the fighter, like let's say Rosalind Muniz last week, she'd go back and watch that fight and she'd know it's a bad performance. Like yeah. you, you just said it there. You went back and you know it's a bad performance. Like whether, I think the difference between, say, yourself watching or myself or other people watching is we don't know the injury coming in. We don't, you know, we might know a little bit about the weight class, but we don't know a lot of things that have gone on behind. When you, go back and have watched that fight forget about the eye poke for a second but the performance itself I, I assume it's something you're kind of like oh god I can't you know you kind of already said there I probably wish it probably shouldn't have taken the fight but is it one you kind of look back and you that performance is something that really irks you because that's not the real you yeah bro like never in my life have I bit have I bit down on the gum shield and swung an overhand right and miss watch watch all of my fights before Mike I never miss a single punch never I never throw anything unless I'm certain I'm going to hit you ever ever and I, I'm so good at drawing people into that fake that false distance and just picking them off and that's my game with this fella he just stood there like this and then I was like right well this fucker's not engaged in the fight I need to make the fight happen and I just went I went ham and I I was emotional when I got in there I got in the cage and I, I felt almost like I could feel everything from the last two years that went on and all the shit people were saying. And I swear to God, it really played on me in the case. I was like, if I don't knock him out, it doesn't count. If I don't knock him out, and like, I let it all affect me, bro. And I was going out and I was just trying to kill him. And I was like angry. And I, I felt like really fucking emotionally angry. Like, I, 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 I can't explain it. I'm usually so calm and everything gets to you, bro. Like, I'm a fucking human being. Like, and seeing that shit like I'm like even just after the fight like some of the stuff people were saying about my kids and all that like, people saying they, they hope my kid has no daddy I dropped dead and they, I'm gonna rape your son while your, while your missus watches all, all this disgusting shit and that's why I deactivated me, me media because I was like I don't need to read that shit like I, I, I know who I am like I know like it wasn't the best performance but like like how dare people think they can say that about somebody like and then if you don't want to if, if it upsets you like oh this fella's a pussy do you know what I mean I'm a fucking human being, bro. Yeah. Uh, 
like MMA's like that. I've been around it for a long time. And I know, you know, you said you have to grow thick skin. There's there's almost no way around it, I think. It's just some, there's some lovely people. The best people in the world are involved in MMA, but then there's some just horrible people altogether that, that go tell, after you for I'll tell you now, I'm not just saying this, man. I've mm-hmm. been around the world. Been around the world. I've trained in the best gyms in the world. I've done it all with kickboxing. I've traveled the whole world, man. Even in MMA, I've been around the world. The Irish scene is one of the most toxic places I've ever, ever come across. Anyone that knows me, that actually knows me and talks to me, they know I'm a nice fella. They know, like, I get on great with all of them. Like, I get on great, I get on great with loads of the SBG lads. Like, I chat with them, I've helped a few of them before as well with things. Like, I get, I get on well with people. Then the ones who don't know me, they're just reading into this fucking bullshit and they're, they're, they're making their judgment off me when they don't actually know me. Do you know what I mean? And, it, it, I have to say it's it's a toxic scene to be around like right now I, like I've hit that stage bro I couldn't give a fuck about anyone now where just if you're not from my gym or whatever like if I don't know you I don't give a shit about you that's that's the way it is now you know like all that niceness mm-hmm. of me it's like that's gone now you know I kind of like that, to be honest. I, well, I like you. Like, I've listened to your interviews you've done with Andy and some of the other lads before, and it's it's always been good, and you've always said nice stuff and stuff. I feel like this one, though, you're being, you know, you're being real, and that's what that's what people want. I, I, I think people will listen to this, and they'll hear what you have to say, and I think there'll be more on your side maybe than there were before. But that's a... Do you think you kind of got drawn into that, too? Like, it's like... And like, how could you not get drawn into it, I suppose? You know, you want to be the next guy. You want to lift Irish people up. You want to say the right things, I suppose, which is... It's a thing that's great, but also MMA fans have heard it so many times. Even if you fully believe it, MMA fans are like, well, he's just saying the same thing as Connor, or he's saying the same thing as James, or he's saying the same thing as Ian Gary or whatever. Did you feel some of that too? Yeah, I just wanted to be me at the end of the day. And like, I I wanted to be like, I want, not wanted, I want to be like a good positive impact on like the sport because there's so many fucking shitheads and I wanted to be a nice positive role model I wanted to and not only that man I just wanted my kids to because everything you do is online I want my kids when they look back and say like look how my dad handled himself I want to just be just like my dad and that was my main thing in my life but it almost went against me as in people people take your kindness for weakness and they think I'm some idiot or something like yeah I'm very nice and respectful bro I'm, I'm nice with anybody like if you're nice to me bro Ten times nicer back to you, but if you get me wrong, I have a bad side as well. Like I have a very bad side to me. Like and that's going to start coming out now. Like I'm, I'm do- like and and that needs to come out of me because I'm right now. People think they can just say what they want and walk all over me as if I'm some fucking tick, but I'm not. And I'm gonna go out and show that. That's why I'm jumping back in in a couple of weeks and I'm gonna go out and just fucking butcher someone. And that's that's just like everything in me. I just I'm so fired up after this. I'm so so sick of all the people saying shit and watch watch now. The, I, the same thing happened remember I said the UFC will sign me if I get one more win they said they'll bring me straight in everyone's slagging me oh load of bollocks liar 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 then they bring me straight in not people people it's the same situation right now but I'm not talking about it because I don't need it anymore I don't need validation from people that mean nothing in my life anymore right now I'm just focused on going out and performing and, and providing for my family bro and that's going out and just winning you know let's talk about the iPok so because you've I, I assume you've heard what I've had to say about it and I'm you know not just because you're on here with me but I'm very much on the side of it look it should have been no contest I think the look we, we can all see the the footage it went into Mike Jackson's eye he was hurt and I think that was fair enough I don't think in any way shape or form you meant it like I, I think it's clear if people have listened to my breakdown of it and I, I, I get yours but what I thought is you had the hand around the back of his neck he moved in that direction 
and you moved to push off him and you had your hand in like a claw area and when you pushed it went into his eye that's the way I saw it wa- watching it afterwards slowing it down and I think and I'll, I'll, before I, I show it over to you I think the reason you were disqualified in that fight and I, I'm on the side of the referees and the judges and more than anyone probably in the media is because of the what happened a couple of weeks beforehand there was two or three different incidents where there was no contest to fight in the third round they went to the cards and stuff and there was a lot of furore about it the judges were hearing about it the uh, the referees obviously were hearing about it and I think that decision was made because of what happened before and not because of what happened in the fight and I think it was the, the wrong decision what, what did you think looking back and obviously being the, the, the biggest part of it yeah look I, I 100% agree with you like first I'll just talk about the eye poke situation I I went into a kill mode there. I had him against the fence. I was teeing him off, teeing off on him. I was hitting him, jumping knees and all. I just saw red. I was like, I'm finishing him. I'm getting him out of here because I felt so. It was such an out of body experience for me. I never felt so out of my own, out, out of my own uh, skin than I did in that fight. I felt like I was fucking just looking down, watching myself, man. It's it's a surreal experience until you're in there. You won't understand. I never had it. I let the anxiety and the like stress of everything get to me and when I got in the cage I just wanted to murder him so I thought I had him rocked boom 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 and he grabbed onto me and I grabbed him to clinch because I was like I'm finishing him here and I was going to push him off me to, to knock him out and as I was doing it we kind of I kind of like sh- tried to frame off this way but I, could, I couldn't even for the life of me see my fingers near his eyes because I was trying to push him back to hit him with my right hand. And if you watch the fight, I tried to push his head back because he's a lot taller than me. Do you know what I mean? So I'm pushing up. And then I couldn't even feel it. Like, I know his eyes are wet, but in the heat of the moment in the fight, you can't feel it. The thing people saying, you deliberately done it. And I'm like, why the fuck would I deliberately poke someone in the eye that's about to knock out on my UC debut? Who I, on my worst night, that was the worst night of my life, I was still piecing him up. Rightly so, like... Like that's what I should have been doing from the very start. Like anyway, like it's Mike Jackson, but I'm like I was about to finish the man. Why would I? Why would I stick my fingers in his eye? Even the spinning kick, it was an accident. I he's way taller than me. I threw a kick carrying that extra seven. I'm carrying an extra seven kilos than I usually would in a fight. That's a massive amount, and it was seven kilos of fat. It wasn't muscle, so it makes a massive difference. And my legs felt so heavy, so that kick was low. It was an accident, but backstage the ref had said to us. We were chatting over the rules and all, and he kept going on about eye pokes. He kept talking to me and Andy and Rob about it, and my brother Shane. <coughs> and he was like so strict on it. He was basically saying he'd come down hard with eye pokes. He was like talking about doing like this or this. Oh, I can't remember what the fuck he was saying, but he was very strict on the backstage. And because uh, obviously with the shit that was going on in the last few fights, but then. When Mike, the doctor said to Mike, yeah, he's okay, he can continue. And Mike literally goes, I don't want to fight this guy anymore. Said them exact words. And I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And I asked the ref, I'm like, what? I was like, what's that? Like, what's happening? And he goes, you're going to see now in a sec what's happening. Then I looked at Andy and I was like, what does he mean? I was like, that's a no contest. Like, he, he he's choosing not to continue to fight. Like, and I was like, it wasn't, it would, it'd be different if I went up to him and Captain Insane or him and went, wow, or something. Do you know what I mean? A fucking, you know, Wonder um, Waterboy, like, poked him in the eye. But, Man, I was finishing him and I pushed him off to finish him. I didn't intentionally, like if it was a close fight and I'd done that, then you'd say, okay, look. But even so, you would, like, it doesn't look like I'm trying to deliberately poke him in the eye and you get all the bleeding shite bags online saying things. But look, he came down hard on it and I think he was me as an example. And look, it's just such an unfortunate experience. And uh, 
I had to just do it, man. It is what it is, isn't it? I had to, yeah. had to take uh, my licks and just mm-hmm. get on. We're walking backstage and Mike's walking out laughing and high-fiving everybody and there's nothing wrong with him. I'm like, you piece of shit. All week, he's like a little bitch, man, talking to me, like shaking and all, like all nervous and all. And then to see him go online and act a little gangster is what irritated me the most, like slagging me and slagging me when they release me and as if as if it's some fucking jokes, you know what I mean? Like, and, like the shit really affected me, bro. Like, I've been fucking, I had to get counselling and everything after. Like, I was in a really bad place. Like, I'm a young man. I just reached the pinnacle of the sport so quick. And to have people to have it taken away from me like that, and now I'm now I'm, after the journey I had to get there, man, travelled the world, and then spent my life savings on the visa and all, and then now 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 I have to do it again. Now I have to climb up again. I have another baby on the way. Like people don't people don't realise that. Like we're fucking human beings, man. I have shit going on. They can, yeah, it affected me. It just is a weird one, yeah. That that was one of the, the and also so just before we move on from the iPod. I think like when people need to get the rules in their you know in their mind as well. It's like if you're fighting and if you're standing in your stance and you have your hands straight out and you catch someone in the eye, I've no problem with someone calling that a disqualification because you're not supposed to stand. You're supposed to have your hands either up or in a fist. You that wasn't a situation with you at all. So if anyone is just thinking about that, just to clear that up, uh, you spoke about the reaction afterwards as well. You know we have already spoke about the react uh, about the you know the the abuse or whatever it might have been beforehand. For you, like I, I, I kind of sat back and I looked at it, and having looked at the, you know, the fighter A versus fighter B with the eye poke, I think you came out on the right side of it. He did get eye poked as well, so I thought, I thought that was fair enough. But the fact that the reaction afterwards was so like, oh, he deserves it. Oh, thank God the referees are finally calling these yeah. and everything without looking at the actual incident. You know, from some of the biggest names in the sport and everything, how did you feel like being as you as you said there, the word human being? You were the human being behind all of that, and it felt like. It felt like you were the forgotten piece in this incident that happened. How did that kind of make you feel seeing all of that? Felt horrible. And then you're seeing Irish fighters liking it. Like seeing Irish fighters in the UFC and all liking all the stuff about me getting disqualified and me getting released and all. They're all being sent to me. Like there's blown people sending me like fucking Ian Gary liking everything about Dean Barry release, Dean Barry release. And I'm like, like, what are you doing? Like it's like I'm an Irish man, you know what I mean? Like they're all they're all laughing as if the fight got turned into a bleeding joke nearly. Like, if I had went out there, it would have been a completely different fight with, with someone good at 155, do you know what I mean? Had to fight a tick who played it up. He's on the ground talking about his nuts and all, like a fucking idiot. And Man, it, 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 it was hard to watch. Like, it was hard to watch. Like, I'm getting tagged, 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 tagged constantly. People texting me, threatening me, fucking people texting me, laughing at me, saying they're so happy I'm released and all, man. And it's hard, bro. And you're, you're walking down the street and there's people, like, I, I didn't want to leave my house for a while. I go to my local gym because people, the first thing people say to you is, so what, i seen you got released there. And I'm like, like you're entitled little prick. Like, who are you to even talking about that? Like, imagine me walking to you, I heard you got sacked. Do you know what I mean? Starting a conversation off like that as if I'm going to, like, and I'm already on the edge and I'm like, get the, you know, motherfucker, you know, hate me. Like, it's not, like, don't start a conversation with me like that. And, it was it was fucking hard, bro. Like it's hard. Like I was supposed to, I was supposed to be on a holiday there with my girlfriend. I just didn't go because I just, I just right now I'm just dieting. I'm training. Like I haven't thought since I got home. I've been on a strict diet. I'm, I'm at, like I look totally different than I did in Vegas a few weeks ago. I'm at the slimming me up and like I'm working with a nutritionist and strength conditioning coach and yeah. I just I just want to get back out there and just prove it to myself. Not I don't give a shit about what anyone else says. Like and watch, bro. I go out here and put on a bleeding 
a bleeding world class performance and it'd all be like sharing there yeah. and talking about it again and all it's just toxic oh, like. so, uh, how did you get uh, and the last couple of things I really appreciate the time uh, uh, you've been fantastic talk away bro like, I'm not, not in a rush how did you get the, the call of the release because a lot of people I, I look I think a lot of people were kind of saying oh look he might get released because of the you know the fighting factors Mike Jackson I think a lot of people also kind of said like look give him another chance he came in there it was way class above it ended the way it ended you know as you kind of said yourself you were out of shape it wasn't that how did you actually get the call and were you were you shocked by the call when it came or were you, were you half expecting it so after I, I like text my manager after the fight and like we we're talking about it and like he even said he was like you were just wild like and just as I said everything that led up to that fight of everything that happened to me that explains why I was the way I was but um, he um he said, let me talk to Sean. I just need to let him cool off a bit because I know they are furious about like Mike still being around, you know. So I knew I was going to be on the short end of the stick, but the, I kind of knew what was coming because the contract was I had to win. I had to basically win that fight. And although I was still like styling on him and it was still sloppy on my end, like I, you know, it wasn't a good performance for me, but I was still baiting him. But I had to win and it technically didn't go down as a win. And they had said previously that if I, that fight didn't go the way it was supposed to go, that I would need to get outside and get another win or two. They said one, possibly two. So I knew what was going to happen. But then I, my manager caught me and I was out with my brother and I just broke down, bro. I was just like, fuck us. You know, like when you lose, you get paid only half your purse. Then they tax that. Then I'm paying for flights for everyone. I made fucking nothing. Like, and I just broke down. I was like, I have another kid on the way. Like, I was like, what am I going to do, man? I just, I just put my whole heart and soul into this and it's just gone without me even actually getting a chance, you know? Like, so it was very hard for me to deal with. Like, it was very, very, very hard. Um, I'm still kind of just coming around. I'm only starting to come around now. But, um, look, I had to just, what can you say, really? You have to just, accept it you know and then I was I was embarrassed mostly I was embarrassed I was so worried about what everyone was going to say then when I seen it got released online man I fucking having any panic attacks again and I was just like as I said like I just suffer with my mental health like and seeing all that stuff and then seeing how people were like laughing about me and all and you know it, it was just very hard very hard did you see online your release before you knew yourself or no no he rang me I rang, and then oh, yeah, the next okay, day yeah, I got the release papers and yeah like that spot that that's it's a weird one. Like uh, like what I don't understand is they're saying you know just get another win, uh, go down to your weight class and go out and just show us again what you can do, and we'd love to have you straight back in. So uh, you never know. I could be back in there by August. I could be in there by July, August. They were talking about contender series, and then they just said just tell them just to go out and get another win or two, and not even have to do that. But yeah. I could be back in there in August or September and see the same bollocks from people. But um. Yeah, it's a weird one because I was like, "Well, why, why release me if I've done all the Usada stuff? I've done all the paperwork. I've just, I've went through everything. I've travelled the world here for you. I've got the visa on my own. I've done it all. Why release me for a couple of months to see me get a win to take me straight back in?" I was like, it makes no sense, but that's something I, I just didn't even bother talk with people about because like, I know what's going to happen, but I don't need to fucking explain it to people because the last time they all thought was that they accused me of being lying and liar and all this crap and. 29 years of age what what would I have to lie about to a bunch of strangers you know what I mean the last thing so I suppose I'm moving forward what you, you said you have a fight booked obviously you put it on Instagram as well have you any details about that like when it's going to be have you any opponent or where it's yeah, going to be fight, or anything I'm, I'm, I'm fighting on the tour of June on Titan so um, they're currently getting me somebody now so but I'm 100% fighting there so I'm getting a quick turnaround and um, going straight to Florida 
So they have a card in June, then they have a card again at the start of July. So all depending if I do need another fight, I'll go there. But um, you know, I could just go out here and get another good win, uh, Sean, and get get called back in. Do you know what I mean? So just about just about going out and proving that I look I can make the one fifty five. I can fight like. So. Yeah, and I, I, I think I said it afterwards. Well, I'd love to see you go on and run. You know, I, I think if you could use this as a as a positive and you know stick it to all the fucking people who are hating on you and use it to get back to the UFC and get a good career going. Do you and know get what? All the way. I yeah. did. I did. That's what. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Like it's like you know the amount of shit I had to deal with the the, the last the last since January the amount of shit. I've had to deal on a daily basis of constantly people saying, why are you there? Why are you there? And then people like making sly remarks behind their back and all. I had to deal with it all. And then to finally, to finally go out and fight and then like all deal with all that pressure and all. And then it all, as weird as it sounds, it's almost like when I got the release papers, as much as I was like heartbroken, there was almost like this weight lifted off my shoulders. I was like, oh, these people, I don't have to deal with this anymore. But then I was like, right, let's go now, get the fuck back in, get your weight together, because like, I, I've been very bad with my weight since since last year, like, I've been, because I've been having, had, hadn't had to fight at 55, so I'm very bad with it, like, I was eating, even the, the night before with the weigh-ins, I had, I was eating giant burgers and chips and all, and ice cream, and I only had a pound to cut, two pounds, I think I cut, and, like, that says it all, and, like, how you're feeling, do you know what I mean, and I was just, I was, I was, I was doing that fight, and I was depressed, we could say, do you know what I mean? I was I was going through fucking a lot, man, and I went out to that fight. You could see it in me. You could even see it in my face when I'm walking out. I just wasn't fired up. I didn't want to be there. I was just feeling fucking horrible. I was take, getting it from all angles, and you know, I just I just wanted to be at home with my son, and I was like, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. Like, and I can't deal with it. And then after everything happened, it just lit a fire with me, bro, and being with my family and being with people who care about me, and also, I mean, I'm in a good place now. My head's in a good place. I'm ready, ready to rock. I took a nice break, and um, yeah been dying in good shape now everything's good so I'm looking forward again now and what comes comes bro you know if I get the call again after after this win mm-hmm. I get the call again and yes I will go back in and everyone can fuck off if they say that but <laughs> other than that bro do you know what I mean like it's yeah. like I'll go out and fight and I'll still hold my head high and that's it because I'm a very good fighter People, like anyone who even spars with me knows I'm a very good fighter and I can all, I always I always get the win when I need it and I know if that fight I fucked up but it's about sh- reminding people do you know what I mean Indeed, Dean. I appreciate the time, and I I think I speak for a lot of people. I'd love to see you getting back in there, getting a lot of wins, and getting back to the UFC and 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 doing uh, doing very well. Because I think it was a you know a little bit unfair what happened to you and the way it went down. So I appreciate the time. Uh, thanks very much for joining me. We, we'll speak again uh, on Sherdog.com. Thanks, Dean. No worries, but I'll talk to you later.